Ready in חמש, ארבע, שלוש, שתיים. וווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווו
I feel like I put things in a pretty mild, nuanced way, especially for my day job, because they're constantly being like, it's a family newspaper. You can't say that, which I understand. Right. Um, and I get just the nastiest. What, like, do, what are people upset with you about? The biggest thing is if you co- are perceived to be complaining about motherhood in any way, they're like, well, you chose it. You right. made this choice. Like, why are you bitching? Like, you shouldn't say that. You must hate being a mom. And it's like, that's not what it's about. Like, yes. being honest about the range of feelings yeah. just <laughs> brings us all closer <laughs> together and makes it easier. Yeah. It's harder when you you can't you feel you can't be honest about the real experience of what it's like. Gosh, that's so true. And and I it, I admit I was one of those people that was like, do I remember I even tweeted a million years ago. I'm like, do people have kids just to complain about them? Because it seems like that's the trend. And then you have them and you're like, wait, nobody fucking nobody really talks. At least I never listened, maybe yeah. to women discussing what it really is like. And you're right. There's this range of emotion. And but you have ambivalence or range of emotion towards everything. Exactly. Towards your husband, towards your dog, towards this candle, towards this cup of coffee. And I don't know why motherhood is such a sacred cow that if you have any sort of ambivalence towards it, you're just a piece of shit. I remember one time I had my I, my first son and I was really postpartum-y and I was working with some woman on some TV show and I was like, I don't know. I don't like this. This is terrible. Motherhood is the is the pits right now. It's six months in, I'm uh, misery. And she goes, oh, Christina doesn't love her children. She said that she goes, oh, Christina doesn't love her kids. Yeah, and I was like that, and I go, do I not? And I was like, well, that didn't resonate, so it didn't hurt my feelings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was an odd th- perception. She she must not love her kids, and I'm like, that's just stupid. Well, there's this whole idea that when you become a mother, you are put in this different moral category. That's and right. So, you say this in yeah, your book. Yeah. So it used to be called in the Victorian era, like the angel in the house. Yes. So you're supposed to rise above it all and be sacrifice, self-sacrificing. Yes. And you, when you tell the truth about it, you puncture that fantasy, right? Mm. And especially now, I, I think this is why there's such backlash to honesty. Now for most people... I don't know, we're in Texas, so maybe not for everyone in Texas. Motherhood is a choice. <laughs> They're right. trying to like Whoops. make it less of one. Um, but since it is a choice, I think people are afraid that if you tell the truth, fewer people will want to do it. Sorry, say, say it again. If it's a ch- if it's a, Because basically right. it's a choice for most people to be a parent. And yes. I think if some people are worried that if you tell the truth, fewer people are going to want to be mothers. And I just don't think that that's true. Because I right. feel like the urge to be a parent is so much deeper than just like, oh, I'm bitching about how hard it is. Like, oh, yeah. It it's, has nothing to do with P- the PR of being a no. mother. So, but I think people think that. No. They're afraid of that. Well, look how many people choose to become actors, singers, comedians. <laughs> yeah. And all you hear are horror stories yeah. of like 20 years of, you know, staying in motels and being told <laughs> you're never going to make it. Being thrown, you know, bottles thrown at my head and I'm still doing it. Like, yeah. I think there's even more valor attached when you look when you look something directly between the eyes and you're like, this will fuck you up and you still do it. I yeah. think there's more valor. Well, it's see, I it's always like, think about. Yeah. So I write in the book about my very difficult first pregnancy. I oh, had, my God. You guys, if you thought you hated <laughs> being pregnant, Jessica's account I fucking of hated it. it. Um, and I <laughs> so I had hypermesis. I was just Ugh. barfing constantly. I got super depressed because I had gone off antidepressants to conceive. So I still to this day don't know if I hadn't had hyperemesis, if I would have 
gotten depressed but if you're just barfing if you're yeah, not yeah, like course. eating any food you feel horrible my hair fell out Ugh. like I look like shit oh my god and that was also I was so vain about it like I was like that was also really hard like I was like oh and I look terrible um of course I had a cold sore this week I wanted to kill myself yeah, it's the worst um <laughs> just put a bag over my head let me hide in the hotel Jesus but even after going all through that, I really wanted a second child because I was like, I love being See? a mother. It's not rational. It's like not if you're rational. like, would I want to put my body through this again? <laughs> Absolutely not. No. Um, and you had, um, were your, what were your pregnancies like? So I'm one of those annoying people who I don't say I loved every minute of it, but my biggest problem was that I gained like 85 pounds on the first one. <laughs> I would I, three days a week. I was at In and Out, and then on my days off, I was at Carl's Jr. Oh, that sounds um, I was pretty lucky. Like honestly, I, I was nauseous, but I never puked. Um, I was pretty healthy, pretty pretty blessed. Hashtag blessed. It was when they came into the world that my my issues began. Um, I was so depressed, and I didn't have and I yeah. and I think a lot of motherhood for for some for some women that maybe it's not as difficult. And I think a lot of that is and and you talk about this in your book too, like. Uh, you know, maybe there's more structure there for uh, for women. I mean, you talk about in society, like the work life too, which yeah. sucks for so many women. It's really hard. Um, I think for most people who are parents, my sort of philosophy is you're going to get it sometime. It's going to be very, there will be periods that are harder than other periods, right? Yeah. So for some people that's pregnancy, for some people that it's birth, some people it's postpartum, some people it's when their kids are teenagers. Like, yeah. Yeah. The the lifespan of your children and your relationship with them is constantly changing. And it's constantly like there's I'm in a period now, which is like actually really great. My kids are six and ten. Oh, freedom. They're like, you know, they go to school. No they diapers. mostly do shit for themselves. Oh. My older daughter is like. Will sometimes do psychological violence on me, but yep. is like also um, super fun to hang out with like we can watch we'll like sit and watch mean girls together it's the best <sighs> she's awesome. fun and smart and it's like way easier i did not like being a mother to toddlers i oh, thought that that's was the, tough that was the worst for that's, me i like tough really like babies but like one to two they're so irrational and they're See, so on the opposite really yeah because oh, for me the, the fear i hate the baby <laughs> I, I get i'm i love babies <laughs> I don't like the baby face. I don't like taking care because they can't communicate, talk, yeah. and I'm very verbal. And I get really upper hyper anxious, hyper vigilant. And also I oh, think because sense, I didn't have a mother to guide me through. Yeah. And my shrink always says that. She's like, well, because your, your mother's supposed to guide you through and there's your community of, of women and aunts and blah, blah, blah that, that tell you like, no, it's normal. This is normal. I yeah. didn't have any of that. It was just me and like, our nanny, who was a lover, a lover, God bless her. Mm -hmm. But like, that was it. And Tom was on the road and I was extremely anxious. That's so, so hard for you. How do you deal ugh. with that with him being on the road all I the time? I still am like, you know, from for me, motherhood's calmed down a lot since they can talk. Yes. I can I can deal with dysregulation mental yes. patients because my mom was a mental patient. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, this so, is normal for me. Oh. I'm used to it. It's fine. Kids saying crazy stuff to me. Yes. Yeah. Talking to walls. That's what I grew up with. Like that's normal behavior. <laughs> so like uh, the irrational is rational for me. Right. I think it was the, the helplessness. That's what scares me. But, but yes, but I wish we had a community of, um, 
you know, we don't we no longer live with our or family of origin when we have children, I know. especially in America. I really think there's so many things I feel like the reason. So the subtitle of the book is the unsustainability of American motherhood. And I wish we had chosen a different subtitle because unsustainability is really hard to say. But um, part of the reason I wanted to talk specifically about American motherhood is because we have like the shittiest country in so many ways, especially for parents. I mean, there's no national health care. If you talk to people who have had children in England or France, they're oh, like, yeah. oh, you know, I got a year off and it was fully paid. And also the nurse came by. Yeah, you France. Know, yeah. Oh, in France, they get <laughs> pelvic floor therapy for free. Sweet. Just like by, you know, that's the health service. Like everybody gets it. Um, and there's just more acceptance societally that people will have children. I mean, in my own yeah. paper, did you read this article um, where people who had paid for first class were angry about crying babies in first class? <laughs> and I'm just like, you live in a society. Grow up. Like, I'm sorry <laughs> that you think that you now control the airspace around you to like not have crying babies in it. Yeah. It was... But I feel like they do ruin the experience. Of course they do. Let's be honest. And I, I do. No, I don't. Side, I used to side eye. I would totally. Hey, I was one of those a holes that was like really. But I okay. I still side eye when people bring on like the eight week old to a cross country flight. I'm like, really? You want the kid to get RSV now? I'm more angry about pets, to be honest. If I'm oh, going to complain about somebody on pets. a plane, it's going to be. And I think it's just because I live in New York City, where it's like I'm. Con- it's just like steaming hot dog piss on the sidewalk (laughs) everywhere I walk and I'm just like fuck this like why but you know what I don't my my reaction is not like we should ban dogs it's like you live in a society and things are annoying like these people are like you should ban babies from first class it's like yeah grow up well I'll tell you what's interesting because you uh in your book you discuss how there's these cultural norms and you feel them the minute you get pregnant you feel them when you have the baby and boy, let me tell you, though, it is regional because when I had my children sure. in Los Angeles, uh, the man, the, the ethos there was like, first of all, if you're not doing Pilates until you give birth, you're a piece of shit. Right. So by the second kid, I straightened up. I flew right. I got into Pilates. <laughs> the first kid was Carl's Jr. in and out. You know, I was a pig. And then you better breastfeed. The mandate is, boy, oh boy, in California. And they really push that skin to skin, the mandatory. I think you you mentioned that in your book, too. Because your child was in the NICU. Yes. So in Brooklyn, it's the same. Like, it's less Pilates, but definitely, like, crunchy. Like, breastfeeding forever. Natural. Wearing the baby. I never liked wearing wearing the the baby. baby. I never wanted to do it. I was like... I'm going to suffocate them. I don't like this. Like, it just was Wear not- the baby. Wear the Wear baby. Wear the baby. Wear. I know it's, it's, and now it's so absurd because you're like, you do snuggle. They love some, here's the thing. My first kid hated being worn. Like, I'd put him in that hippie wrap. Yeah. And I thought like, well, he's supposed to, he would scream the entire time. And then the second kid, same, they fucking hate it. My kids hated the wrap. <laughs> And then you see these TikTok videos. There's this mom that's like, oh, God. I, she goes, you know, I never got sleep deprived um, my child's first year because I co-sleep. And she, the baby sleeps next to me and I just lift my breast and he suckles and we both sleep and I don't even know. To and I was like, you know, good for you. Really good for you. Right. If, if this is who you are and it doesn't bother you to be constantly tethered to your infant for 24-7, for me, I needed space. I still need space. Yeah. I, I need a little boundary between you and me. 
Absolutely. I mean, that's the thing that's always sort of where I think people should do whatever they want. And that I've read, I've spent much of my career reading medical studies and my parents are doctors. Like I understand how to read. I'm really not. I'm a garbage person. (laughs) She went to an Ivy league. What was your SAT score? Can you, do you really want to know? Yeah. A 1500. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, I remember. I do remember. A solid 1500. I was a nerd, man. Like, <sighs> But nerds are cool now. It's, I like, know, it's not like it used to be, you know? And I are mean, we, though? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The tech kind, because they make money. I chose a stupid profession <laughs> where, like, stupid I mean, so, so how smart really am I? Like I, I am at, I am making, I am very grateful for the job I have that is very steady and I, I have good, I make really good money for a journalist. I love that. But it's still a journalist. Yeah. And with my education, I'm sure I could have, I could have made so much more money. So like yeah. how smart am I at the end of the day? But anyway. Um, Gosh. Okay. So, so yes. Yeah, so we're talking about baby wearing and, and, oh, and but like. So reading all the studies, it's like. Yeah. What are the studies saying? It doesn't actually matter. I like, know. especially when your kids are in the first year, there's all these things like you need to do X, Y, and Z. And like at the end of the day, it's just stability, consistency, love, care, like those big things. And even so, it's like you see kids who are in horrible circumstances turn out okay and kids in great circumstances turn out not great. It's always a combination of nature and nurture. That's it's so like true. there's genes and then there's environment. And anyone I think with a brain can understand the nuance and that it's always a combination of factors Mm. and so I think especially in that first like pregnancy in that first year of your children's life when they can't talk to you they can't give you any feedback there's so much pressure on mothers specifically to do everything perfectly and do it right I felt that and whatever that means and the truth of the matter is like all of these tiny decisions don't actually make that much of a difference like in aggregate obviously you want to do right by your kid you want to have like consistency structure enough money to survive like all of those things are incredibly important um but like whether you're you doing like the example i give in the book is i've heard so many people fret about if you're introducing milk to your child when they're one like what kind of milk is it one (laughs) percent is it whole milk which is the right kind and it's like guess what it doesn't fucking matter like just choose one and it will be fine hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. <sighs> but I'm not. I, I'm. I'm not trying to condescend, or because I had those freakouts too. So like, did I. I was an of idiot. Course. My first one too. Especially. So I, I totally empathize with that feeling because it all feels so consequential. But it like, does. in fact, it's not. It's like the everyday. It's like showing up every day for your yeah, kid. Consistency over yeah. time and the good enough mother being good enough. Exactly. But again, I do feel so. So I was an L.A. mom. And then, I, you know, everybody's in their Lululemon pants and, every, and this, you know, these bitches would drop babies and then back into shape right away. And then there was a lot of like. Well, Logan can't have sugar at the party, so I hope those cupcakes are gluten-free. And, like, uh, just everybody was bringing gluten-free shit to the parties. And, like, 
um, I hope they're not having strawberries. The, the baby's not eating honey or strawberries or egg, are they? Because that's a highly allergic. Da, oh, da, da. And I remember being, oh, shit, I, I guess I better care. And then I moved to Texas. And they're like, hey, come on over, having cupcakes, this one's sugar. And then I see moms just feeding their kids sloppy joes. <laughs> and nobody's worried that there's gluten in the bun. Yeah. And hey, well, Timmy got a little gun for his birthday. And it's all boys at the party. And we do have boys and girls in Texas, just so you know. There's no fucking gender problems yet um, until they can decide, you know. So it was really cultural. And I, I don't feel the pressure here good. to be like Incredimom. But I do think the coast, it's a, it's a city yeah. ethic. I heard a, God friend, damn. a friend who lived in L.A. said that um, there were moms who would not let their kids have carrots because <laughs> carrots had too much sugar. Yeah. And yes. I was just like, how the fuck do you live like this? Yes. Like, yes. I will say, though, like, yes. New York City is so big and like so close together. So in like I found my people pretty easily. That's like good. I did not, but I didn't. I was the first of my friends to have a kid, and so I was actually very like resistant to making just mom friends because I'm like, what is? Same. It's not even a thing to have in common. Like I know. everybody has, billions of people have kids. Like just because we like fucked in the same month. Like, that's like, why am I joining this baby group for December 2012 moms? Like, what do we have in common? That's not a thing to have in common. I know. So I just waited. Like, by the time my kids were in preschool, I made friends through the preschool who were like, yeah. these are my people. Yeah. Like, mostly working moms, though not all. But, yeah. like, they just had the same attitude about things towards as Love I did. It. And yeah. so they were easy to be with. Yeah. You just have to find your tribe. Yeah. And, but, I, but to speak to your thing about having um, support in the healthcare system, yeah. also in employment. But, okay, so let's start with healthcare stuff. I mean, you're right. If you don't have, I mean, I remember seeing the bill for my delivery like uh, in LA and we had really good insurance through SAG, AFTRA. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God, it was so, what is it like $40,000 to have a baby in mm -hmm. Los Angeles? I was like, oh my God, how do people do this shit? Like They don't. The yeah. medical uh, medical bills, I don't know if this is still true, but I read a book that was written like 10 years ago, and it was the largest reason for bankruptcy in America, or medical Having, bills. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, forget it. Yeah. I mean, I was, I remember before we had money, when I was a broke comedian, I was like, I hope I don't get something. Yeah. I pray that I don't get cancer. I can't afford a $500 pill. Um, yeah, so I think, well, also, I mean, this is actually very sad. I did a story because I had a miscarriage between my two girls mm -hmm. and I was getting bills for the DNC that I had to get from that miscarriage for months afterwards. Ooh. And insurance covers that. But it was still like, I would just like every two months get like another bill for like $500. Why? And it, because it's expense, it's a minor surgery <sighs> and the copay. And like, it just was like insult to injury, right? Because it was like, you know, it wasn't, I have had friends who have, have had much worse pregnancy losses. So it was like first trimester, like I'm over it. It's not a big deal yeah, to me it still sucks. now, it's but it fucking sucked. And then just to get reminded uh, every four weeks, like not only did you not have this baby, but you owe us another 200. <laughs> Pay so up, bitch. here it is. Yeah. Um, and I, I report, I did a story about it and it's like people with low, bad insurance or no Ooh, insurance were paying it either went bankrupt or were paying tens of thousands of dollars over time oh. 
for babies they didn't even have. It was just crazy. Broke my heart. Yeah. Well, also too, I think you're right that culturally, like I don't want to say that America hates moms. That's so dramatic, but there's definitely not a culture of support. Like, and again, I do think it's regional because in LA, I remember the looks of disdain I would get when I take my kids out to like. There was this place in Malibu. Shout out if everybody knows the Country Mart. Whoop whoop, and it's got like <laughs> a playground in the middle. And then there's restaurants and crap, right? And it was five o'clock dinner, brew. Five o'clock. Like, the only people eating, I'm not ruining anybody's day except blue hairs, right? Right. So we go there. My kids are just wild, feral dogs just running around <laughs> eating and we're screaming. And I got so, so much side eye. Like, so much, so many looks. And I'm like, they put a playground in the middle of the fucking center. Oh, that's so annoying. But in Texas, it's way less. You know, they're like, look at him. Just look at that spirit. Look at him running, putting his hands <laughs> on the pound. Like, they laugh at <gasps> craziness here. Yeah. There's a fucking county line barbecue you can go. Your kids can lay on a dock on their bellies, touch turtles, touch fish, and then run back to the table and eat barbecue. So there is, I think, yeah. Granted, you can't have an abortion in Texas. Sure. But then... <laughs> Pluses and minuses. You, you wouldn't have your DNC here. <laughs> yeah. But, but they do support family... Yeah. There's a family eth- ethic here that's supported. But like in, in France, what you were saying, there's this... The, the reality of like, hey, you had a baby. That's traumatic. Yeah. Why don't you take some time off? The woman's going to come to the nurse visits you in your home. You get support. Yeah. Even in um, Asia, right? They, they, you're not supposed to leave the house for like 30 days yeah. or something uh, after. I think it's, yeah. yeah. Or 90 I mean, days. 90 days for the Asians. They don't let you even see their newborn. And in um in Latin in Latin cultures it's quar- the quarantina so it's like forty days I think great um but don't come over <laughs> fuck off fuck right off yeah um, <laughs> that's the worst but as you were saying like the multi generational like yeah I I don't know if I would have had a second kid if we didn't live near my parents like my oh, parents my provide God. us so much like practical and emotional support. Um, and they're in good health and like not good. So like yeah. that, just having that around, even just that in, even if I don't see them knowing in the back of my mind, it's like, if I have a childcare fail, if I'm freaking out about something, it's like, they're here. Yeah. That, um, and that's everything. It's everything. It's so much. Cause you talk about in the book too, uh, there's a whole industry of mothers who, they don't get their schedules. God, this really stuck out to me. Like they don't get their work schedule until sometimes last minute. Yeah. Just in time scheduling. So a lot of hourly workers will not know their schedule until like a week before, which means it's impossible to arrange for childcare if you don't know when you're going to be working. And especially for single moms, like that's just the worst. So um, yeah, our country just does not, I mean, but that's a, it's sort of a larger thing, right? Because I think, and again, why I wanted to focus on America, it's a very indiv- individualistic culture, right? Yes. And yes. so it's like every person for themselves, you do you, which is, I think, great in some ways. Yeah. And, you know, made for a lot of growth in industry and all that shit. But at the end of the day, it means like you've made a decision to have a child. So good luck with that shit. And yeah. we're not going to help you out. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. And I, but as single mothers, I always, we're always, uh, Tom and I are always talking about how like, you want to hire the best employee of your life, hire a single mother. She will get shit done. Efficient. Yeah, dog. Like, single mothers show up, they work, they work hard, 
they don't fucking they don't play because there's a lot on the line. They yeah, do really good. But I mean, I feel, I think moms in general are like they're not every mom I've ever worked with. Yeah, they just like come there if they're in the office. It's business. Like yes. they're not fucking around. They're not schmoozing. Yeah, because they want to get home. They yeah. need to get home. They need to get home. Yeah. <sighs> talk about dads <laughs> i mean i i think oh. do you ever feel like you just want to like i've been feeling this because i've been prom- i have a full-time day job and i've been promoting this book which is like another job oh, and then so i have much work and like the past month all i keep thinking is like i want to be a dad that's so such a good gig easy it's so nice <laughs> and at that but like it's like i have to do all this yeah. And then I come home and I still have to be the mom. Yeah, I come yeah, yeah, home yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah, all yeah. the emotions of my children are just like, we've been waiting yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because he can't deal with our feelings. So like we've been holding the feelings. Uh-huh. And now you're here. And now you're here. <laughs> and girls are deep psychological torture. Girls want inside of your brain. Yeah. Boys just want to torture you. I will tell you. Physically. So my 10 year old is like. I think growing up in New York City, you're like sophisticated. Oh my God. Anyway, so Those she, kids are warriors. I love it. It's great. But yeah. also she will just neg me. Like she, <laughs> I bought her a pair of pants that she asked for. <laughs> she tries them on and she was like, I don't like these. They look like something you would wear. <gasps> <laughs> and then she like tried to walk she it back didn't. when she was like, she felt bad, I think a little bit. And she was like, no, I like that one pair. That like I was like just the one, and I, <laughs> I was like just stop while you're ahead because you've already like destroyed my self esteem. Yeah. and she didn't even like think to she, she wasn't even trying to be mean. Is the saddest part? Yeah, like it just that was so what it occurred to yeah. her to say. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my uh, my boys will be like you. You're fat. You're old. <laughs> they tell me. Um, They'll tell you straight to your face. My sister-in-law, they're like, you're skinny. You're good. Uh, With some Tom and I, they, yeah, they call us fat. Um, oh, and they love to repeat my age. Do your children do oh, that? Oh, yeah. They're they, like, they're you're 46. Really... I'm like, yeah, I know. Yeah. And then Ellis was like, you're middle-aged. I'm like, I'm a little over it. Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> my little one is sweet, though. She's like always oh. telling me I'm beautiful. I'm oh, that's like, nice. Thank you. Yeah, you get one sweet one and one, yeah. one meaty. One salty. Yeah. Salty, <laughs> salty and, sweet. and sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I wish I were dad, too, because I do feel like... So, so you, you get married, right? And I don't know how long, how long were you and your hubby married before So we've children? been together forever. Yeah. I got together, like, I, you've, you got together young, right? Yeah. So yeah. we were, I was 23 and he was 24. Wow. And then we got married, I was 28, he was 29. And then I was 30 and he was 32 when we had our first. Amazing. Yeah. Perfect. But yeah, everything in, before you have kids, it's like, can be completely equal. Yes. You're doing your own thing. Yes. And I also felt like, oh, I got to live as a man. Before I had children, like yes. you basically have this equal marriage, this equal life where you're both career driven yep. and you're like, I can do whatever the fuck I want. And then I delusionally went into motherhood that way of like, well, yeah, I mean, it'll be equal, right? Like Tom and I will just take care of the baby the way we do the dog. <laughs> no. Yeah, even I. So my no. husband and I, all no. my girlfriends are like, your husband's the best one. So <laughs> he does get oh, no. so much credit. Okay, well, okay, but see, this, I don't know what the bar is. So okay, what's the he, best one? Tell I would say then. like he does a lot of childcare, like fifty oh, for real, fifty fifty. Oh, oh wow, okay. Because we have similar, like oh, we yeah. make a similar amount. We have similar jobs. Neither oh, okay. of us. He travels yeah. more. Yeah. What drove me crazy? Like I never 
go anywhere ever. This is like a miracle that I'm oh, you're away out. from my children. Yeah, get so I had tonight. one night, one single night last year that I was out of town for work. And he was, of course, that was the week he had to be in LA for five days for work. And I was just like, I can't have this one thing. And the other revelation that I've sort of had over the past God damn it. couple of years, and it is backed up by research, like Harvard Business Review did a huge study about this. Um, men are very happy to support their wives' careers and have wives that work. So we're at that point, I think. That's cool. But they don't ever want to sacrifice for their wives' careers. No. That is the, that is where we are with the inequality. Because no. they will never, like women were, are constantly taking a step back to raise the family and like making that sacrifice. So it's like they're happy to have you do your thing, mm. but they will not sacrifice their thing. Oh, they won't even sacrifice like going to the gym. God forbid. Like my husband's schedule is my husband's schedule. Right. It seems to be... Just like what kids? What li- like I, I? I'm gonna go race car driving today. Oh, you are? Uh, who's gonna watch the kids? Like it just it doesn't even occur to him, right? So that there's these other people. My I will say my husband does do that. However, she, oh but he, he does he, that with a, he does what my husband does. Where no, he's no, like, no. Bye bye now. Okay. He it it depends. Like he's gotten better over the years, and I will say the one thing I did when I our older daughter was a baby. He would constantly be like, why is she crying? Like, why is she doing this? And I'm like, I don't don't know, man. I don't speak baby. Like, why do you think I know why she's crying? It's one of three things. The same three things that it always is. She's hungry. She's wet. Or like, she's cranky. Like, those are the three things. It's one of them. Figure it out. So I think that was a good thing to do at the beginning, being like, I don't know how to do this. You're not the magic. We're going to learn together. Uh, Yeah, I didn't get that luxury. (laughs) I didn't get that. But he travels so much. That's That's the problem. Yeah. And and also, like, to be fair, he makes a shit ton more money. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, all right, that's the the trade off is like, I, you know, we're kind of, um, you know, a little Lucy and Ricky. Uh, So that's the trade off. But the thing is, that's not always gendered. So there have been studies of, Lesbian couples or gay couples. Oh, tell me everything. I've always wondered about the lesbians. It must be so great. But it's the same. Because there aren't gender roles to fall back on, it's who makes more money. So whoever makes more money has more of a dad role. And whoever makes less money has more of a mom role. So it is, which is almost like more fucked. I don't know if it's more or less fucked up. I don't. At least it's it's like, it's practical. See, and it does fall in line with American like values and customs Mm -hmm. right because making money is the most important thing in america Mm -hmm. it really is because you have to pay for your own hospital you have to pay for your nanny you have to pay for everything so that makes sense and yeah it's just a division of labor and and it's i think because i i i did i had children later and so i was like dude i was a guy until i was like 38 and now i'm a woman (laughs) (laughs) This sucks. Like, yeah. I want to go back to being a dude. Like, I will. So I will say the one thing <laughs> that like he just can't do. He said, okay, he was being, he was trying so hard, man. I don't want to flame him, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> um, he was like, let you're so busy. Let me plan our younger daughter's birthday party. And I was like, okay. And in my head, I'm oh, like, I don't shit. like, so I was already like, I, let me email the parents because you're not going to know there. There's just no There's way you're going to no know. You're way. Gonna, so I was like, I'll send the invite. And he was like, in his mind, taking care of it meant just booking the venue. <laughs> and I was like, did you? 
he, not even a cake. I invited the people already, but he like he didn't, didn't even get a cake. It was like three days before, and oh, I and no, I was no. like, I didn't. I knew he would get upset if I asked him because yeah, he, yeah, he'd yeah, be yeah. like, think that I didn't. He didn't have it, but he didn't do it. He didn't order no. a cake. And then he goes, no. "What should go on the cake?" And I was like, "Fucking happy birthday, man! How do you survive in this world?" <laughs> so like it worked out we figured it out but i was just i couldn't no i know i I and i knew in my head when he said i'll take care of the birthday i was like i don't think you can do this man and like why though but why because i feel like my husband does that shit too like they're trying they really are. Are they? Are I they? I think it's a little bit of bullshit helplessness. Like, it is, I don't yes. know where the toothbrush is for the kid. Like, you know where the shit is. It's been in the same place. I know. That's not true. They can, they, they, they can look, my husband makes, he's a very successful yes, person. Yes, same with my husband. He's like, I'm, he's not dropping the ball at work. He can figure it out when it's a work thing. But like, yeah, I know. I know. They're such idiots. I okay. Know. Yeah. And, okay. I will say yeah, another yeah. good thing about Go having girls, though. Yeah. Tell they, me. They call him out. Ooh. They notice when they're like, "Why don't you have this together?" Like, because especially my older one is so. Or- she can parent herself already. It's amazing. She's so organized and put together. Like she, and now she has an Apple Watch, so she texts me, which oh, is very unsettling. So yeah. It's very unsettling. But she was like, "Mom, I, did you remember to sign me up for this after school thing?" And I was like, I didn't. Thanks for reminding me. Wow. (laughs) That's great. Yes. I can't wait for that. I mean, the downside is she is, she has all of my good personality and my bad personality. Do you have a kid who's just like you? Because it is very hard. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, I love it because I know what's going on in his head. Yes. Because I'm like, you're fucking psycho like me. (laughs) Um, I'm grateful for it. To, to be fair, because he's he's a complicated one. Right. And I got lucky that I can parent to him. Yeah. Because if he had some parent whose temperament is not a good match, he would be very unhappy, I think. So my older daughter is very much like me. She's like perfectionistic. She's very organized. Oh, boy, me too. But and the but the downside is like anxiety, insomnia. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, I yeah, under yeah, yeah. but I, I feel the same way. I'm like, yeah. I can parent you because I understand so intimately what you're going through. The yeah. other side of it for me though is like I, it's so painful to watch. Yeah, it's like, oh, I don't want to see this with I you. Know. I love you so much, but I like, know. you know, she can handle it. She, they're I gonna hope. handle it. They're resilient. I'll be okay, they're resilient. You know, they'll they'll figure it out. Uh, especially you. You've got a big brain on you. Your husband's smart. We're all right. They'll figure it out. <laughs> they'll figure it out. But my hope for this generation, and I think it is coming along. I mean, you have to. I have to keep in perspective too. Like our fathers probably never changed my dad never changed a diaper are you crazy or gave a you know really a shit about our emotional life children's children children were tiny adults right up until very recently i would say oh i mean if you were a hundred years ago you were working in the factory like (laughs) literally like they had to pass child labor laws yeah or you were being put to work in the household. Like yeah. the idea of even childhood is in kind of a new yes. invention. Yes. Um, I have to give very interesting tons of credit to my dad because he was very oh. involved for an 80s dad. Oh. But again, like this is why everyone's like, marry a Jewish guy. I didn't. Yeah. But like <laughs> he was like very, even though he worked like my, 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 my parents are a good example. Like they both were doctors. But my mom stepped back and went like 50, 75% time because you just can't. 
there's only so many hours in the day and somebody needs to be there, right? That's that's the argument. Yeah. Somebody needs to be there. Somebody needs to be there. Yeah. And, 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 you know, um, I, gosh, I read this such, this is so funny, this is so embarrassing, but so there's this Ukrainian girl I follow on TikTok and she's like, here's things my Ukrainian mother taught me. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, my Hungarian mother taught me a lot of these Eastern blocky values with women and marriage. And it's this book called The Rules. Oh, I've read The Rules. <laughs> it's the craziest book I've ever read in my fucking life. Like, who are these people? Like, I read it and it was like the 20th anniversary to write about it because I was like, was this, did people act like this in the 90s? <laughs> So, so you know what I'm saying? It's really archaic, but in some ways, really fucking true. Because this is this is the rules are what is the template for human society for hundreds and hundreds of years, which is traditional gender roles. Yeah. The woman is quote the CEO of the children, which I loved. Um, don't bother your husband with the children's problems. He's not going to give you sympathy, this and that. And I'm like, that's pretty much how society was yeah. for a long time. And it really is just now, I would say the Zoomers. Is that is that what you, Gen Zers? And, and X, Gen Xers are like, oh, wait a minute. We don't have to be like our parents. And so now there's the softening of masculinity yeah. and allowing for feelings and things and we'll see i mean gosh maybe my my children will grow up to be these amazing dads that are 50 50 they'll pull back their career yeah unlikely <laughs> uh, well i think society also validates men for being um providers and being very successful yes. no one gives a fuck if women are successful no. especially other men men don't give a fuck if Jessica Gross is brilliant, they no. just want to know if she has a good rack yeah. and if she's hot. Keeping it tight. <laughs> keeping it tight. Yeah, keeping it that's tight. All that's all anybody cares about. I know. I mean, something I used to talk about with an old boss of mine is just like, you don't ever it want. Tight. <laughs> I do. I'm like in the cult of Orange Theory. Like, do you oh, know yeah, about I've, Orange I've, Theory? I've heard of it. I haven't it's done really it. Really hard. I but I'm like a psycho who like. I don't like running, but I love how it makes me feel after. Because yes. if you're very anxious, like it's yeah, one yeah, of the yeah, few yeah. things that like, calms me down. Um, but there was, a, I had a very powerful female boss before and like we would talk all the time about never underestimate how much men do not want to hear women talking <laughs> about anything. <laughs> they don't even want to hear you open your mouth. And I wrote a piece this week that actually did <laughs> very well. It's called The Hour, Hour Between Babe and Hag. And it's basically you have 10 years in your career if you're like, you know, a normie working person um, where you are taken seriously as a woman. It's 35 to 45. Wow. And then you're invisible. And before 35, you're like sexualized. So yes, yeah, yeah. I got five good, good years left <laughs> before I, they push me out on the ice flow. <laughs> that is too late. So I'm sorry it's too, too late for you you're 46 I'm it's done I'm done. dead it's, it's retirement over. age yeah. you know what's interesting is I've always I always felt that I felt it as a female comedian yes because I started around 23 I, I did improv whatever but 26 you're too you're too good looking for anybody to listen to you no one wants to listen to you right it wasn't until I got a little older fatter and wrinklier yeah and and then be, actually became a mother, and now I'm really off the table sexually, right. except for a few perverts that are really into. <laughs> but until you take on 
the role of unfuckable mom or milf or they can yeah. ca- you're not listened to. No. This is really, really something true, especially yeah. in comedy and particularly comedy because you don't. Who wants a hot comedian? Nobody wants attractive <laughs> fucking comedian. It's so boring. <laughs> <laughs> it's so boring. You should have a little flaw. You know? Yes. Yeah. Well, because right. you want it. The audience wants to relate to you. Yeah, they don't want they they don't want to have to you don't want to be so hot. I never I look I personally don't like the hot sexed up comedian because it's like well they have to laugh at you and they have to stop wanting to fuck you in order to laugh at you. You have to be a little unfuckable. Yeah, I think for me we watch a lot of comedy. Yes. My husband and I we go to see a lot of comedy and I always to me I'm always like most drawn to the people who like have that little bit of vulnerability. Yeah. Like they can be such a dirtbag and I don't care, but you yeah. need to see something their soul inside of it. Yeah, absolutely. Be, so yeah. I don't like the ones that are just like joke 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 and yeah. they're not showing you any of their like, you know, so soft true. parts. Yeah. Like, but that's like to each their own. Like, I I know a lot of people who like like all different kinds of comedy, and that's very like you can't tell people something's funny if they don't think it's funny. That's true. Like, it's subjective. Yeah, it's very subjective. That's but so like, funny. yeah, you need that. Like, you know, I'm a little vulnerable, and if someone's super hot, the uh, thing is, you know, who I don't trust. Yeah. People who never had an awkward period. I know. Do you know anyone who's just been attractive their whole life? It's infuriating. Like, what do you? I can't talk to you. Like, it's so true. Or yeah. or like even like super hot models. That are like, I had an awkward period. Like, no, you fucking didn't. (laughs) No, you fucking didn't, you bitch. (laughs) Nah. (laughs) I know, I know. Or like, I also don't trust really attractive men. Like, guys that are as good looking as like female models. Because you're like, oh, you have the power of a woman. Like, you have a super... So, so, sorry, back to this idea. So, so I've always felt that, yes, men get validated in the world because of their success and their orient... Like, their money and their power that way. But the fact that it's optional for us is kind of rad and very sneaky. And I love this because I don't have to do anything. Yes. I choose to do stuff. And then you can really surprise people because <laughs> if, God forbid, you're good at what you do or whatever, then yes. it's even more fun to be like, hey, go fuck yourself. I and I, I mean, I will say like I do like never want to give men too much credit. However, <laughs> a lot of men would. <laughs> they have not earned it, but a lot of men would prefer to spend more time with their kids. You think and so? Yes. I know them. Like, fucking work sucks, man. Like, yeah. that's the thing. It's like, why are we pretending suck. that everyone just wants to work more? Yeah, like, sure, I'm yeah. sure some people don't want to spend time with their kids either. But yeah. it's not like everyone's like, yes, I want to spend 12 hours a day doing work. Who wants to do that? I'm sure there are some freaks who do want to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that either. And so I, I personally know a lot of men who would love to, like, work more normal hours. I mean, especially in New York where people work the longest hours. Oh, and, my like, God. Yeah. And especially to make the money that you need to stay there. Like, it's crazy. You, you work a lot. I know tons of people, like lawyers especially, like horrible life. Worst life. Horrible right? life. And so they horrible. would absolutely would prefer to spend more time with their kids and less time at work. But I think so. It, they're penalized more for, that is one sort Oof. of complicated thing. Um, yes, moms are discriminated against in many ways. But like dads, if you. Oh, forget are, it. Yeah. If you're trying to take on what people perceive to be a traditionally female role at work, they're forget like, it. get out of here. Forget so it. that's I'm empathetic to that. Like, they get ridiculed. Hard. They get ridiculed. So many men will not, even if they have paternity leave, they won't take the whole paternity leave. Not because they don't, not because they don't want to, but because they're afraid that they'll get retaliated against Meaning, for promotion. They won't get promoted. They wow. won't. They'll be looked down upon. They'll be get get worse assignments. 
um, because it's true. Like yeah. they are responding to a, a real pressure in their workplaces. Real cultural yeah. stuff. And it's, it is bizarre because it's like you don't enjoy your kids. You don't want to – being with kids is the most fun – well, you know, okay, so uh, uh, here's another thing I heard. There's two types of activities, teleological and ateleological. Oh, I don't know that. What okay. does that mean? Teleological means there's a, an, an end in sight. Okay. It's, it's uh, you're, you're goal-driven. Atelic activities are ones that you do just for the pleasure of doing them. Hmm. Spending time with family is an atelic event. Yes. And I think an atelic event can make a lot of goal-driven men very anxious. Because it's like, what do, what are we doing here? We're just fucking doing Legos? Like, yeah, you're just doing Legos. Yeah. We're just throwing rocks in the water. That's what's <laughs> happening today right now. <laughs> and I think in a society that validates males for being productive. And, and look, a lot of people see stay-at-home moms as being unproductive. It does not produce money. It, is, it sucks. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of unseen work but it's also the caregiving that allows the entire system to function like if you if you weren't taking care of the kids there would be no more kids and the other person wouldn't be able to go out and work i mean i think societally we are the pandemic actually did make me more people see that because all of the systems of child care completely fell apart they're still not back to normal i saw an economist tweet this graph today that showed that the child care is in a where it was in September 2020 Mm. right now because the workforce lost so many workers during the pandemic because they don't pay them enough because it's hard fucking work to be with a classroom of small children all day. Can you imagine? Can you, do you know what I did for my, so I have two kids, one in PK4 and one in first grade. I spent a day with the PK4, not even a day, I'm sorry, one hour. (laughs) I did like an activity with them. I was so exhausted. I had to take a nap. Yeah. And I gave her a, a massage, a gift card. And I was like, Merry Christmas. You need this so desperately. More than anybody. How the fuck do you do this for a living? Well, you have to, the people who go into that, like, they like it. That's what I keep having to remember. Because I'm like, I, so that first six months of the pandemic were like, nobody had any help. And I was like, my older daughter was in second grade and my little one was three. I couldn't fucking teach one person second grade. How? Like, how do you teach a whole classroom? Like, it boggles my mind. And there are people who decided to keep homeschooling their kids. No, I know. I know. I know a lot. Yeah. Why Why? would you do that? Why? God, why? (laughs) Why would you do that? God bless them. Like, if that, if you loved it and like, I just was like, I don't want to ever do this again. I would never. So first it got to the limits of my math. Like, I can't oh, remember they, any math at, at well, all anymore. Especially the weird shit that they teach their kids. No, now. I, I can't do, do any it. of it. No, I, can't. I couldn't even teach my kids, like, pre-K shit. They're like, <laughs> teach your kids pennies and colors, like, for the homeschooling. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I'm not doing that. Sorry, you're not going to know your colors. You're just going to go to <laughs> kindergarten. You'll fucking know this. Who cares? <laughs> it's so crazy. So what's the future? What needs to happen? <clears throat> okay, so, I mean, I think the biggest things that need to happen are societal because those are actually, it seems like harder fixes, but they're easier because that that interpersonal stuff between men and women and families is so much actually harder, I think, to fix. Mm. Um, on the bigger level, just get some paid leave. We're one of only basically two countries in the world that does not give parents paid yes, leave. Yes, you mentioned That's that, insane. that we're such, a, we're such a wealthy nation and yeah. we're so behind in that stuff. Yeah. So give parents paid leave. I mean, honestly, giving all workers paid sick leave, I think would be amazing for the health of 
society. Of humans? Of yeah. humans. Like, yeah. sending people to work sick. You're spreading disease. It's still like, stupid. It's, yeah. I, I don't even... I feel like an idiot that I'm even having to explain that out loud Do people right not now? get sick days? Is that what you're telling me? Yes. That was... You know, there wow. was that... The big rail strike yeah. at issue yeah, yeah, was yeah, yeah, paid yeah. sick days. One of the things that they broke the strike over was... And they still don't have paid sick days. That's terrible. Like Congress broke the strike and does still does not provide those people paid. There's See, many people that, don't it's get. It's so inhumane. Like that's the that's the sad part about capitalism and, and bothers me. It's so inhumane yeah. sometimes. You're like, God, every man for himself, literally. Like, yeah. Oof. But I feel like even that, it, it makes us more cruel to each other. Absolutely. Because it's like, oh, if it's, I just have to look out for num- number one, why wouldn't I not just Absolutely. do that? Yeah. So... But I, but I think, sorry, t- sidebar, but, but please go back to what you're yeah. going to say. But I think as a whole, humans are fantastically compassionate and kind. And I've been met with nothing, but, not nothing, but but as a whole, gosh, people are really cool. Yes. <laughs> and, and it sucks that, that we, we, sorry, was that so stupid? I'm so tired. No, 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 no. But, uh, I, uh, also, I think it's, it's like, what? Why? Do you know people who go through life just being suspicious of everyone? I feel yeah. like it's so much better to just go through life hoping expecting the best of people around you right yeah and that they are going to be compassionate they and are like, generally yes, yes they generally are um but yeah so like paid leave um sick days basic Duh. yeah yeah very basic we give but you guys sick days you fucking sure do. Fun. Thank you very much, Christine. Thank you. <laughs> yes, thank you. No paternity leave, though. No, I'm saying. Do they like live in a closet in the side mm-hmm, that you like mm-hmm, lock at mm-hmm. night, and you're just there? Just they're like, lying to me right one now. Of those, <laughs> just like one of those massage parlors where it's cash only, and you can smell them cooking their food in the <sighs> tiny little rooms. And then workplaces, like every work is different. Like, but just allowing some flexibility, allowing everybody to have a life because one of the big points that I make in the <laughs> book true. and part of the reason that I think we don't have a bunch of things for parents is because all of these things are associated with moms and we don't give a fuck about moms. Everyone in the, in the right. world pretty much will have to give care to somebody in their life at some point. I know. You have parents who get older. Like, it's not a gendered thing, and we make it a gendered thing because we want to dismiss it. So it's just like, oh, that's a mom thing. We don't have to care about it. So I think workplaces accepting that their workers have lives. Yeah. And I think that will happen more and more. It is happening from the pandemic. Yes. Because comedians have always been anti-work, and I feel like now you fuckers are finally getting around (laughs) to, like... How artists have always been like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? But uh, it, yeah, there should be some kind of a balance. Did you, did you, I don't know if I read this in like a bullshit UK paper, that they did shorten the work week in Britain? Yeah. They did, right? Am I, am I wrong? I think it was Google Britain. There was a, there was some country did a four day work week. Yes. 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 And? But productivity is pretty, it doesn't really fall that much because people get burnt out. And so if you get, yeah. if, if. There's an f- amount of work that needs to get done. Actually, Microsoft did a huge study about this like 10 years ago. I love how you just know these studies. I know. You're all journaling. That's my smart. job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, <laughs> and then there, I read this thing. I'm like, wow. It's like you're a writer for it's, the New York Times or like something. I, I, yeah. But for um, knowledge workers, so like any sort of white collar job, you can be productive for six hours a day. That's, That's it. it. That's all you can do. I would say less. I'd say four. Yeah. If you're being honest. Right, but you can do things like answer email, do like, you know, things that are like less. But if you want real productive, like mental work, it's a finite amount. And so you're just making people do busy work for sitting there, sitting there so you can see them. Yeah. Um, But yeah. And 
politically, oh, Jesus Christ, we're never going to, I don't, so I'm very optimistic politically that we will get paid leave. I am not optimistic at all that there will be any movement on childcare because childcare is very expensive mm. and there's still a lot of powerful, very conservative people who in their hearts believe that moms need to stay home. And so why mm. would we make the state responsible for any kind of childcare when Ugh. that's like... But, but that's a, punishing people that have extenuating circumstances. What is. if you're a single mother or you... They want to punish those people. They want to punish But what if your mothers. husband dies in war, okay? You're, you did the right thing. You served your country and your husband dies overseas or something, like, or dies of cancer. Like, what the fuck is that woman I know. supposed but to do? Also, what I don't understand is, like, there's a whole bunch of people who are, are obsessed with marriage and, like, pushing people towards being married and staying married. Like, I've been married for years. I love marriage. Marriage is, if it's yeah. good, it's good. Yeah. But if your marriage is shitty... You can't force people to stay married and you're not going to. So making all of these policies to push people to get married when for 40 years they've been saying like, yeah, we don't care for that. Like <laughs> it's not working. Figure something else out. So well, that too. And these same people that push these conservative values are often the biggest hypocritical of pieces of garbage and yeah. they're having affairs and they're doing all kinds of terrible things behind closed doors. So, but I mean, gosh, there are some people who have true conservative values and live them, but the whole thing once Trump got elected, it was so clear that all of these very conservative evangelicals were like family values, family values, just threw that in the garbage yeah. to support him. Yeah. And it's like pick a lane, man. Pick either lane. either like have your conservative values and stay with them. But don't be like, well, but he's getting us judges. It's like, OK, <laughs> like I don't believe you anymore. Um, but yeah, so I'm not optimistic about childcare, but I am optimistic about paid leave. And then on the interpersonal, oh, it's tough, man. It's yeah. really tough. Also, because I don't think it's ever we're ever going to get to straight 50-50 only because of the biology of it. Like if you're mm. carrying and giving birth to babies, that's just going to take you out of work. Not completely, but it's going to be harder to have that complete equality. Um, I think that's okay as long as you've worked it out amongst yourselves. Like, I just think it's like a constant negotiation. Yeah. And I think the couples that are the happiest with their balance are just... And also, I have to say, I hate talking about feelings. So, like, this so is uh, this is hard for me. It's and terrible. My husband's always like, "We need to look at the calendar," and I'm like, "No, why? I don't want to." But you have to keep fucking talking about it. Like, your lives change, your jobs change, what your kids' needs change. So it's just something you have to keep reevaluating all the time and knowing I that. No, and I also uh, the book is called "Screaming on the Inside" by Jessica Gross. Please, please, please buy this. But also, you're right too. I think what happens when you have children as a woman and it's so beautiful too actually is I started to realize that the career is amazing I've been blessed like I made it I'm in this fucking rarefied air full of, I, I get to make a living at stand-up comedy and this is wild and at the same time having kids and spending time with them is the greatest fucking blessing and it gave me so much more perspective on the career and made life more layered and and Meaningful because just going for money and going for fame, it's very empty. Yeah, I'll bet. It's hollow, right? So you're like, what do I have at the end of the day if not children and if not love and if not a home and the chaos of that? It's like, uh, you know, I know comedians that don't have children. And I'm like, what are you doing? I just, I, or people who don't have kids, I'm always like, what? How do you, what do you do past a certain age? Like, there's only so many brunches you can go to and so many <laughs> movies you can see. And, you know, like, what, what is life? It's, 
You can't just be me, 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 my, my, my ego. My it is, shit. I mean, it, it is the, the greatest joy. And it's also just like, it provides you perspective. It brings your family together. Um, it's really great to hang out with them. Like I was saying, my kids are six and 10. They are so fun to spend time with now. They're, and, and this is more of like about your feelings about them, but like, there is no greater feeling than when I pick them up from school and they're so happy to see me. Yeah. No one else in my life is that happy to see me. (laughs) (laughs) My husband sometimes, but I'm just like, yes, I'm so happy to see you too. Like it's the greatest. Yeah. And they're just so, they're so funny all the time. Yeah. Like, yeah, especially my little one, everything that comes out of her mouth. Although I'm like, Speaking of money, I'm like, you're you're either going to have to go into finance or marry someone rich because she <laughs> loves. I'm like, also, you're being a Jewish stereotype right now. She loves. <laughs> she's six. She loves talking about money. I love it. And I Good was like, girl. we took them to a bounce house, like a trampoline park hellscape. Yeah. Have you taken? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those? That's where your kids get germs. Yeah. That's when they come home sick. Yeah. yeah that's when good. they they're disgusting. <laughs> they love them. I hate. So we took them to one. They yeah. just one just opened in Brooklyn. We took them. Uh, and. It was like, I think we spent $200. Ugh. It was so expensive. The bou- Oh, yeah, the bouncy. Why is that bouncy shit so expensive? It's a rubber thing you fucker blew up. You, it cost ridiculous. $300 on Amazon. Yeah. I know that. I and own one in my backyard. It's clear that they, like, it's ridiculous. Anyway, so we're on the way home. My my younger daughter's like, I want to get takeout for lunch. And I was like, no, we just spent all this money. Yeah. I'm not, what do you think I'm made of money? And she goes, I wish you were. <laughs> Damn. And I was like, I'm just not, I, I'm like, you're going to, a good luck girl. Like you're going to, I hope you figure it out. Yeah. I hope she does. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. No, but uh, I just, am, I love that. Like, I love that. That we trying to give, show them the value of money and like not be yeah. materialistic monsters. And she's not just hadn't taken in any of those messages. No, that. no, no. They, they, are, they see it. They see it. <laughs> Yeah, you know what's interesting too? I, I read this thing on so now like I'm searching out women like you, Jessica Gross. Aww. Please, please, please buy her book, Screaming on the Inside, but also other women who are telling the truth a little bit more, a little more realistic picture of motherhood. Oh God, what was I just gonna say? My brain, I'm on fucking my brain is addled. Oh, oh God, I had it. Hold on. It was something about joy and then the no 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 no. I lost it. What did I say right Honesty. before? That? Honesty. You're seeking out people who are honest about motherhood. <sighs> right, the ambivalence bit too. Admitting to the profound love and the profound fucking agony of all of this. And look at us. We came full circle. I mean, the beginning of this podcast was like, holy shit, this is the worst, you know, motherhood. And then you get to the end of it and you're like, this is amazing. Yeah. But as long as you're comfortable with the ambivalence and the constant fluctuation of feelings, and I maybe for some women it's much easier. Oh, this is what I'm going to say. Because when you parent a child, you just relive all of your stuff. Oh, yeah. And that's another. And I, and I think, too, part of this is newer because we're in a, an age where now everyone's in therapy or people are starting to really go to therapy and learn about triggers and trauma. And da, 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 da. You basically get re-traumatized through every phase your kid goes to. You relive your own stuff. And it's very triggering. And I hate that word. But it is, and it's you're basically self-parenting. You're you're parenting yourself through this process Absolutely. of healing, really healing yourself. Because so I think I'd done the intellectual work of therapy before I had children, and then the healing work comes when you 
really you looked into your child's eyes and you hug and you hold and you love and you soothe and you do all these things, that relationship is just like, that makes me sad that dads don't, I don't know if they do get all that. I don't know. But it's beautiful. It is. And it's tough. It is really hard. And I think, um, I don't know how you feel with sort of younger children. I'm finding it very hard with my older daughter because she is about to go into middle school. Mm, and that was that's the, the worst. worst. And she is Fuck. handling it much better than like, I'm like, she's already dealing with like mean girl shit and she's got such a good perspective on it. And like her friend group, like they, so now she has this Apple watch. She can text. They have a group chat and it's like 10, it's like 90% like puppies and kitty pictures oh, and like God. Taylor Swift memes oh, and then 10% just psychological violence towards each other. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm including like we're rejecting this one, something like veiled mean, like just like, oh, you'd wear anything. Like not exactly yes, that, yes, but yes. that vibe. And I'm just like, She's unbothered. I want to kill them. Of course. Like I, it's very, and I think because I have girls, it's like even more That's, intimate. I, I think it, because you have boys, you can violence. maybe have a little bit more distance from. Yeah. Well, but here's the difference between boys and girls. Boys will punch the shit out of each other. Right. And it's done. Girls can't do that. So the anger and the, the social hierarchy has to be yeah. done, has to be created. Some, we sublimate that with psychological warfare. Right. So that's why it's so much more insidious and evil. It's like, I wish we could just punch each other out and be fucking done with it. Yeah, and get on with our day. Yeah. But I do think, Ugh, I do feel like kids tough. now do are nicer to each other than we were. They for, because the administrations force that shit. But do you really think, it's going to come out somewhere. Of course it will, of course. But they, I don't think that they will let kids be like, horribly bullied no, in the way that they used to it, yeah. like the way that like was like actually would send you to therapy for the rest of your life which I think is good I think that there are limits to how much they can actually prevent meanness because humans are mean and that's normal yeah um and clearly like my there's kids say just wild shit to each other wild all the time shit, just, and that's you're not gonna stop that no. but I do think that they have at least made some progress on like the worst bullying that yeah i think so i mean i literally got into fist fights with girls in locker rooms and nobody broke those up (laughs) i was like really not a teacher no one the thing oh the thing i talk about i think about all the time on my elementary school bus the female bus driver would play Howard Stern on the <laughs> Can you imagine if yes, they did that I wish. for us? <laughs> I love Howard. Noin, 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 I just taught my kids noin, 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 noin when they push the elevator button number nine. They have to go noin, noin, noin like sour shoes. Uh, yeah, that is that is wild. Yeah. A, a that near, would not happen today. Never. <laughs> never. Yeah, sometimes people are like, I listen to where my mom's at with my kids. I'm like, you shouldn't. You really shouldn't. Yeah. Please don't do that. There's a lot of stuff in here I don't want children to, to exactly hear. Oh, man. So you're here alone. Yeah. You're going to have a child-free sleep? I did last night. It was great. Uh, I had a drink with my friend who lives here. It was so fun. Um, and then I watched, I switched between Bravo and Forensic Files, just yeah. back and forth. Violence and then it was chick fights. Delight. Yeah. yeah. Do you watch, what do you watch on TV when you're <laughs> I like really juvenile. I'm into Wednesday, which is oh, finished I love that. Wednesday. It was yeah. so good. My girls goth? watched it. They were oh, into it. Good. I'm so glad. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love goth culture. Um, I haven't been watching. I watch Bluey. I'm really deep into Bluey. Uh, really good stories. Odd, oddly, I'm being taught how to parent by a family of dogs <laughs> that are so much better than I am. Yeah, I'm parenting. Bluey's deep. People are you love into it? Bluey. It, it was slaps, bro, as the kids say. <laughs> it was slightly after my like my kids were just a little too old, wow. and because the younger one only wants to watch what the older one watches yeah. now, yeah. but they. I think we're finally moving past this, but I just pray that you don't have to watch all these shit Disney. Sh- I hate it. The live all action them. stuff. Yes, I don't. I don't. They're I don't, so I don't. bad. They're such dog shit. And know? they're like, oh god, they're really bad. And they're <laughs> just the acting sucks. Like I'm yeah. like, this is not. I'll watch something else with you, but not these. I agree. It's so cheesy. Yeah. It's like I I do have respect for like I, I'm probably older than you, but at least we didn't get talked down to like, I, I feel like that's so dumb. Like we just watched adult shows. Oh yeah. I, just reruns, I like reruns of three's company. Same, like yeah. I didn't understand. Like, dick just, jokes, like, it's gay jokes, yeah. thoroughly inappropriate. Like the, the so, old lady wanted to fuck the old guy yeah. all the time. <laughs> it was fine. It was and great. I, well, I actually just had this conversation with my mom. Cause she was like, both my parents worked my, like I had a lot of time in the afternoon by myself Yeah, yeah, yeah. before I started playing sports. I was like very, I once I could play sports, I was like really into that. But oh, that's smart. Yeah. What'd you play? Just captain of the field hockey team. Yeah, Jessica. Yeah, I'm classic. Like, if there You're is a beast, I know. I love you. It was. Uh, I have a lot of aggression. I love it. So did I. <laughs> that I have now. I now have no outlet for. Like yeah. that's that's bad. Um, but. Yeah. Um, no, you're a writer. That, you're a writer. I, yes, that, that takes is, it out. It does. Um, but you know, when my parents were working, I just told my mom this year I would watch all the talk shows. <laughs> like not like Oprah was like mildly classy. It was <laughs> like I would watch. I don't even know if you got this. Not on the East Coast. Richard Bay. Oh, know? I know Richard, Richard Bay. Bay. I yeah. watched Richard Bay. Piece Springer, of shit. Springer. Just like garbage. garbage. When I was like 11, 12. Like <laughs> Google Richard Bay. Because I remember what is he doing name? now. What happened to him? Richard Bay. What a piece of shit. Yeah. I remember all that. that stuff. I really, I was saying I watch like any garbage <laughs> documentary. Oh my God. Ah, looking rough, my man. I remember that. Um, the biggest piece of shit is Springer, though. Yeah. That was terrible. But I really want, I watch a lot of documentaries. I want someone to, to, Ricky Lake, remember her show? Make a yeah. documentary about 90s talk show hosts. Yeah, that's because a really good it idea. It would be really good. Ricky Lake kept it somewhat classy. She did. Ricky's real. That was her promo. Ricky's she real. Is, but she made this documentary about, about the chi- child natural birth. childbirth that was like, I can't with. Thank you. <laughs> I almost, I vomited because I saw that. I watched it when I was pregnant. And then I remember she was like, and then they give you Pitocin to induce the contractions. And I was like, what's wrong with that? Nothing's wrong with that. The whole time I was like, yeah. TikTok, bitch. I want to get home. <laughs> I don't want to be in labor for 48 hours. Let's go. Also, like, who cares? And at, like, epidurals are the best thing that was ever, ever invented. Why are you don't want me to get one? You, if know. you don't want to get one, God bless. Go. Uh, that's your journey. But I'm going to get one. Yeah, bitch. And you cannot keep me from that. No. Also, we had huge babies. So I don't want yeah, it. Like, big. I, they tore I, me up. Yes. Bro. Like, I, I don't want to. If 
if you are going to have a nine pound plus baby and you don't want yeah. an epidural, fine, but don't talk like, to me. Like, don't <laughs> like I don't want to hear about it. Yeah, and I remember she was demonizing these 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 male doctors that they want to get on the golf course by five o'clock so they speed up your delivery. I'm like, so do I. What's wrong with get actually yeah get it the fuck out of me and let's get on with it it doesn't seem that terrible but she wants to do it natural do it natural you can do it in your fucking living room but again it's like for it right but what bothers me is when they sort of bend the statistics to show so Uh. there was a huge longitudinal study that showed one of the safest things that you can do and again you don't have to do it it's your choice but inducing at 39 weeks is this, one of the safest things. Yeah. Because then if you're going too late, yeah. like that can cause problems. Yeah, especially for like, old. Yeah, yeah, So, you know, it's just like, it's it's not unhealthy either way. It's like, if that's what you want to do, that's great. But like, don't bend the statistics to make it seem like... Like every, every yes. hospital doctor, every hospital birth is evil. I'm like, it's not... And then, and I have, and I hate to say this too. I have friends, I have friends that have given birth in their in their living room successfully yeah. without any intervention. Great. But then I know a lot of women who wanted the natural birth, wanted the water birth, the home birth, and they have some wackadoo midwife with the the stick to the ear, you know, like <laughs> listening to the heartbeat. And they ended up in the hospital with C-sections mm. because they went too long natural labor, and the baby's heartbeat is falling or whatever the hell. Like, dude, just I don't know. I don't know. It's it's all fine. But I did all that. Did you do both? My kids were late. My daughter, my second one was like a full week late. Oof. Um, and I did. I am a big skeptic. I'm not hippie. Like whatever is the opposite of a hippie. I don't like yeah, any me of that too. stuff. Um, but I did all. I was like, I was like, I'll drink the tea. I got acupuncture. <laughs> I was like, just get the baby the fuck out of me. I will do all. And none of it worked. None, none of, of it worked. worked. None of that's none true. Of it I ate the spicy salad at some restaurant in the valley. I got a massage that to supposedly stimulate. Yeah. None of that work. I had to induce my second one because he did not want to come out. No. And I was fine. My healthy. second one came the night before she was supposed to be induced. It was like she saw the Perfect. writing on the wall and she was just like, fuck. All right. I'll get out. I'll, I'll be born. I'll leave, bitch. Yeah. I'll leave this comfortable place. Yeah. But it's weird because she, so my older one does not like to, she's very independent. She doesn't like cuddling. She was like, and the little one, That's I was like, friend, yeah. you wanted to stay in because all, she calls herself the cozy queen oh. and she just loves to cuddle. I'm actually going to be very sad when she is no longer a little kid because she's so sweet. And so is my little and, one. Yeah. But also loves money. and wants Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I, see, this is the stuff dads don't. Does your, does your husband get this stuff? He gets some of it, but not, as, but not all of it. No. And that is the beauty of being a mother is that you get those cuddles and you get the inside track. Yes. And I that does make me I, look I'm not one to tout the toxic masculinity I don't whatever but I do think it sucks that the dudes can't or haven't been whatever it's not cool to to be down with your kids this much I don't know so I talked to this dad who wrote a book his name's Keith Gesson and he described this moment in a way that I now think about it all the time we're in a like we're in a transitional dad moment mm. because we're moving away from that like toxic masculinity whatever you want to call it like old school dad like doesn't interact with his kids like has no emotional awareness like yeah but we're not quite i don't know if we're ever gonna get to the like full or do we even want to get there like there are certain things i am self-described feminist there's like but there are certain things that i just will not at least domestically yeah I, I, and I tell my husband, I'm like, I'm too pretty to take the trash out. That's your job. Like, I don't take the trash out. <laughs> I'm too pretty. 
And in New York City, we have a car and we street park. Which Ooh, is a that's a whole worst. thing. It's a whole thing. I've it heard of fucking this. sucks. Like I don't like because he's got to move the car. He every moves the car. Night. I don't touch that car. Well, yeah. I don't even drive anymore. I'm like I don't. That's not my. I Too don't hard. do that. Because I thought you were going to say something else. There was a vi- oh my god. There's a clip that went so viral from the show when Dr. Drew was on last time, and it was a caller. Do you guys remember this? The voicemail. And I talk about vag dryers, which are things that turn you off that a a man does, okay? And I was talking things like, I I hate, like, toy collections. Um, Video games turn me off. When I see a grown man with, like, the VR goggles, I'm like, my pussy cannot get drier right now. Like, (laughs) please. And this woman called in and she goes, my vag dryer is when my boyfriend has a pity party. And he says things like, I don't. What is it? It was like, I don't feel good about myself. I don't feel good of where I'm going in my life and makes my badge wrap. And I think this hit such a nerve with the male listeners. Yeah. And all over, it got it got crazy views. And it was like, see, this is why we don't share feelings with women yeah. because it's perceived as, you know, feminine and it'll make you, you make your badge dry up and this and that. And I was like, well, first of all, no. I think this woman has real emotional problems <laughs> i don't think that yeah. that's the norm no it's not it's not the norm and i just want guys listening like that woman is not an emotionally um sensitive or educated emotionally well person. also i mean I don't, don't you like really want to connect with your partner like when right. you're sharing like your deepest vulnerability is i don't think that that's gendered it shouldn't be gendered shouldn't either way be, yeah. like that's what being a real partner is is being able to like show that i always think like Jesus Christ, I can't, I, I really hope my husband never leaves me because I don't want to ever show anyone the worst parts of myself. Like, it's yeah. like, we've we've been through so much together, right? Yeah. He's seen the worst parts of me. I've seen the worst parts of yeah. him. Like, having to show that to somebody else, somebody oh, new. So embarrassing. Exhausting. Like, <laughs> exhausting. but that's what real connection yeah. and is, right? Like, I don't think that that, yeah. You I agree can't with have you a relationship with somebody who's just stoic all the time. Right. I mean, women did in the past and it, it's highly unfulfilling. It sucks. I think a lot of time. So I was very close to my grandparents. They lived nearby when I was growing up. Um, and my grandfather was was raised that way. And so and they never fought because I think my grandmother was like a little afraid of him. Like it was a very old, a good marriage, but an old fashioned marriage. And she they would have one fight every five years where she had stored up literally mm. everything that had happened. And she would just unload because you can't live like that, right? Yeah, because they'll bring up stuff from like 20 years. She's like, yeah. and then you didn't exactly. put that coffee in the microwave. Here's the clip. This is this is wild. Um, you can see my face. I'm like, this woman's crazy. She doesn't yeah. think anybody likes him. He's not smart enough. He's not funny. Drives up my badge. Well, Sarah, What's thank that? you for being so supportive. Men love that. <laughs> when you're supportive, when we need you, when we're being vulnerable, when we're needing that support, especially yeah. for our spouse, yeah. it just yeah. really warms my heart to know that, <laughs> that you're worried about your vaginal moisture when yeah. we really need that emotional support. Yeah, he's thank like, you. I'm not feeling like I'm... A- like I'm valuable. I'm not feeling like I'm good enough. And she's like, "Ugh, my pussy's so dry. <laughs> Shut up." Yeah, it's sad. I and I can't tell you. It has to be any clear. I can't tell you how many times over the course of, you know, Tom and my marriage. You know, we're in a business that's highly competitive and highly discouraging. 
how many times he and I have gone to each other over the years and been like, God, I'm the fucking worst. I'm such a piece of shit. And the other one will be like, you're not a piece of shit. You're just, you're, you know, get up, do it again tomorrow, you know? And to not be able to say to your spouse, like, I'm the fucking worst. Am yeah. I the worst? Am I the biggest piece of shit? And have them be like, you're not the worst. You're just having a day. Yeah. It's sad. Is it, is it hard to be in the same? Because I'm very competitive. I could oh, not yeah? be in the same profession as my spouse. You know, it's funny. I get this question a lot. I think, I, I think yes. I think it would be difficult had we not started at the same time. Right. So Tommy and I started as open micers together. So we've been in the trenches with each other since we were 23 and 26. Yeah. I've literally seen, you know, so we're, we grew up together. Yeah. So his success is my success and vice versa and all the other comedians I've come up with I feel a camaraderie with because yeah. just to make it in this business it's so hard is such a, a, a amazing thing to see any one of your homies make it let alone your husband you're like fucking please yes good how do you deal with like I, this is a big struggle for me just because I write vulnerably yeah and so like taking in feedback oh. from like Let's just say haters. <laughs> oh, ha haters? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's like, I find it very hard to not let it get to me. Of course. Like, there's good faith feedback and bad faith feedback. Good faith feedback hurts, and I try, but I try to take it seriously and make myself better and like listen to it. But the bad faith feedback can really get in my head to an extent. And it's like, I it my profession obviously is like not one-to-one -one comparison with yours, but having to just get back up and do it again, because I have to write twice a week. Even oh. like, however, if I feel like it, if I don't feel like it, contract. But I think actually that's good because it makes you just be like, all right, I move, keep it moving. People didn't like something about this piece. Like, yeah, keep going. here's the deal, man. Here's what I've learned. Um, haters are fans who don't know it yet. Because <laughs> they're having a strong response to you. Yeah. Your job, the way I see it, your job is to elicit an emotional response. Mm -hmm. You're you're a form of entertainment now, especially mm -hmm. with journalism. Yeah. God knows what that is. You you are you are in the business of selling advertising in, in many ways. Yes, yeah. there's truth in what you do, but so to elicit any type of a reaction is the gig. Good and bad. What's the opposite of love? It's hate. It's yes. not indifference. I mean, sorry, the opposite of love isn't the opposite of love isn't hate, it's indifference. Thank you, Smart Chad, for nodding. So <laughs> when they're indifferent, it means they haven't noticed you yet. When you've got haters, it means you've got it. You made it. So I think all the haters, haters gonna hate, haters fill up those comment sections. <laughs> Just more money in my fucking bank account. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. See, see, thank them. Thank and don't take it too seriously. Because think about this too. Would you ever in your life read something that you disagreed with and then write something hateful to the no. author of that piece i also just wonder do they have like mental do they have problems group, do they have group chats though it's like if i want to talk <laughs> shit i do it privately like it's not like i'm not judgmental it's just like i don't need to to do it to their face or publicly like i mean you read something you disagree with you move right on yeah i don't sort who wrote that Jessica Gross, what's her email? Click. <laughs> and now I'm going to find her boss. Click. And now I'm going to. Yeah. What kind of mental state is that person in? Think not about how right. unhappy and sad they are. Yeah. They're not your equal. They don't deserve your emotional. Oh, fuck I, yeah. I don't know why it's like been hard. I think because it's like I've had some like scary shit that I don't like. That I'm not going to go into it. But like that, that it just makes everything, yeah. I think, a little more anxious about like, oh, like 
that the feedback could get that scary is like, oh, yeah, that's true. Yes. Uh, Well, to quote a Bilber, I asked him one time because he says a lot of crazy shit. Yeah. He goes, I don't read Twitter. (laughs) I don't read comments. I don't even know what people are saying about me. (laughs) Don't read it. I know. I know. Don't read I, it. I, that's my 2023 girl. Don't read to it. To be strong. Don't read it. Well, you should read Screaming on the Inside by Jessica Gross. Get it on Amazon right now, right now, right now, right now. Jessica Gross. Uh, are you on, You're on the gram. That's where I found I you. Am How can people find you? At Jess Gross writes. And my last name is spelled G-R-O-S-E, which is a little weird. And uh, Twitter, at Jess Gross. And uh, the New York Times. <laughs> you know how to find that. New York Times. A little publication. Buy, buy this book. That's... That's all I want the people to Buy do. Buy her book. Support a working mother. She's fantastic. You guys read the book. You'll feel so much better if you've had any weird feelings towards motherhood. This will completely validate you and you'll feel better about your life. Jessica, thank you so much for coming all the way to Austin. Oh I my God, my you. pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yes, you're the best. All right, until next time, stay cool, moms. Meow. Where my moms, where my moms, where my moms at? Where my moms wearing thongs, hitting bongs at? Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my moms, where my moms, where my moms at? Where my moms at podcast with Christina P.